Hello, and welcome to The Never Games. Like, follow, and subscribe to us wherever you get great podcasts, or find us on most social media. This week's episode, Connor has Ranger Danger, Noel dips into the Trevor Trove, and I swear to Masgarath, I will open this book! <laughs> Welcome and enjoy this episode of The Never Games, Robots Equals Monkeys! If, if I'd rather have one or the other, I want porta potties wow. in every fucking intersection. But we don't need to talk about that. I think somebody's got some trivia for us, right? I don't know, Trevor. Yeah. Is, was your commute hindered by the porta potty? Um, my commute involves me putting on a bathrobe and moving literally seven feet to a chair. All right. In that case, it is time for a game. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to start off the show like we do every week with some uh, stretching and some limber calisthenics and also a theme between the lines. If you're new to the show, all you do is gather up a series of questions with an underlying theme. If you think you know the theme to this week's uh, theme between the lines, feel free to email us at hello at the never games or just shoot us a line or go onto any of our social uh, media pages. If you are looking for the answer to last week's theme between the lines, fret not. It will be coming up in the second part of our show. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's so ready. do it. All right. Question number one. In Star Wars Episode One, The Mansum Fenice, and the scene, I, I don't really know what to call the scene, but it's the scene uh, with the Federation Senate Council. So it's, yeah. a, it's like this big towering building with a bunch of floating disks with uh, species sure. from each planet. The, the you know Senate. what I'm talking about? The yeah. Senate. They're discussing the state of the Federation. Who's an unlikely member of the council? Is it A, two fat guys in green screen suits reading the newspaper? B, just a bunch of ETs, the extraterrestrials from the movie, E.T., the extraterrestrial? C, a balloon with a smiley face on it? Or D, Tom Servo and Crow from Mystery Science Theater 3000? I think I know this. and I think I know it, too. Yeah, uh, yeah it, I'm, I'm like 95% sure it's a bunch of ETs. Yeah, yeah same. I agree. All right, yep, yep. y'all got that one right. <laughs> the, they were both uh, Lucas films, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently there's like a Star Wars reference in any movie that's has George Lucas or Harrison Ford or R R2 any D2 other. Shows up in Indiana Jones four. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't add that to my uh, to my questions. Yep. All right, question number two. David Fincher has said there is what. In every shot of the movie Fight Club, is it A, Starbucks cups, B, a Brad Pitt, C, a bar of soap, or D, just a bunch of ETs, the extraterrestrials, from the movie E.T., the extraterrestrials? <laughs> I, I guess a bar of soap. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go bar I'm of soap. Also going to guess bar of soap. I know that early on in the beginning of the movie, like, uh, Brad Pitt like flashes on the screen really quickly, like two times. Yeah, but I don't think he's in every shot of the movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not everyone. And okay, so just to clarify, I don't know if this is actually true, but this is from David Fincher's mouth. Okay, still sticking yeah, with bar of soap. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wow, complete 180. Y'all are wrong. It is, what is it? Starbucks cups. Really? I was gonna guess that. Yeah, he was complaining on how um, there's nowhere to get a like a nice cup of coffee in, I'm assuming, Hollywood. And then Starbucks came around, and now there's like three million different places to get a nice cup of coffee in Hollywood, and now it sucks even more. So you wanted to allude to that uh, fact. 
I thought that that was a reference that you were making a reference to the Game of Thrones snafu. Oh yeah. no, because <laughs> that was only one. I, I think. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Number three, in the video game slash almost guaranteed porn title, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, <laughs> you have to kill an enemy only known as the End, who is a sniper over a hundred years old. Along with killing him in the old-fashioned way, with pew-pew guns, you can kill him another way. Which one is it? Is it he's an old sniper in a ghillie suit, so you can just walk past him because he fell asleep? You can save the game, stop playing for two weeks, and then watch him die of old age. If you crouch and sneak up on him, and you jump when you're close enough, he gets a heart attack and dies. Or D, if he's injured and you use all of your health packs right in front of him, he gets super angry and starts ranting about how no one takes care of old people anymore, and then he dies of exhaustion. I also know this one, so I'll, I'll oh, let you God go Oh, goddammit, go Connor! Yeah. <laughs> I know this one, too. Yeah, I totally do. Why don't you guys give your answer? <laughs> Trevor, what are you thinking? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a guess. Um, I think it's like the jump up heart attack. I think it was C. Uh, yes, that's correct. That's C. I mean, you are right in selecting that question. <laughs> yeah, it is C. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is save and don't play for two weeks. <sighs> correct. Yeah, y'all are correct, yeah. <laughs> Which goes hand in hand with uh, there's a villain in maybe that same game or maybe two where uh, he can read your mind. So the way to beat him is to play with the player two controller. Because he can't, uh, he's like, I can't, I can't read your mind. It says you're doing nothing. And then you like, just pick up the player two controller and shoot him in the face. That's awesome. Oh, that's good. I actually read on, um, that's how you play as the duck and duck hunter is if you plug into number two and you can like dodge bullets and shit. What? Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to question number four, I do have a tiebreaker as well. And after that, you're going to have to touch a minivan and whoever lasts the longest wins the minivan and the game okay yeah. score um, free minivan yeah yeah um but uh, this episode's going long <laughs> <laughs> tom and connor are are tied with two apiece and trevor has one all right question number four if you go to the imdb page of this is spinal tap what's weird about it number a the page doesn't actually exist after a coding update mishap Number B, they call the movie a documentary. Number C, Rob Reiner, the director of Spinal Tap, is actually credited as Bob Biner. And number D, the movie currently has a rating of 7.9 out of 11. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, rating, misspelled director name. Documentary. Uh, documentary. It's just not there anymore. And it doesn't exist. Yeah. I think either B or D, those are the ones that I'm leaning towards. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm actually. I'm gonna go B. It's B. credited as a documentary. All right. Uh, I go was gonna go D. Yeah, I was also gonna go D. All right. Congratulations to Tom, who just barely squeaks it Mother out. It fucker. is D. Yeah. Yeah. Just a common reference. Uh, rating to eleven. So congratulations to Tom there. It uh, goes to eleven, but they don't use it. <laughs> 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 I was just. I was really hoping it would be a rating higher than ten and lower than eleven. I would love to see how that sort of factored in. But yeah, that has been um, Theme Between the Lines. If you think you know this theme to the Theme Between the Lines, feel free to drop us a line at hello at the nevergames.com. Do you want to know the tiebreaker? 
Sure. If sure. there was. Yeah, All right. give it to us. Uh, in Frozen, one of the writers slipped a line in from Arrested Development. Which line was it? And I kind of made it pretty obvious. It was just funny. Um, is it A, I'm trying to decide which gang to align myself with. <laughs> I have Pop Pop in the attic. It's like we finish each other's sandwiches. It's vodka. It goes bad once it's opened. It's the sandwiches one, right? It's, it's the sandwiches sandwich. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank God we didn't need that type right Yeah, here. thank God. Yeah. Well, I was going to make, make them a little bit harder, but it was just funny to laugh about it. <laughs> anyway, this is The Never Games. Whoop, whoop. My name is Trevor. I am the CEO of Stickerbox Studio and the producer here at The Never Games. My name is Tom O'Brien, and I pay really close attention in every movie that I watch to see if E.T. is in there. <laughs> I am Connor Provost, and uh, I moved from my bed to my couch to my chair today, and that has been my activity. A modern American, if we ever saw one. And I'm Noel. And this is The Never Games, the number one podcast for all those participating. Hello, everybody. Hey, no. How's everybody doing? What's going on? I, uh, I just got a kneeling chair. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what those are? I got it for six bucks at a thrift store because they thought it was a, some weird piece of exercise equipment. <laughs> what is it? It's a what? A kneeling, it's a chair. kneeling chair. Why? It's it's much better for your back. It's like so. It's got it's got not that anyone at home can see this, but it's got like two pads, one that tilts down and another one that tilts down, and your knees go on this one, and your butt goes on this one, so that you're not flawlessly described on oh. this audio podcast. Yep. So the thing is, this one goes like that, but then that one does this, and then this does that, so that this can do that. For everybody yep. listening, Trevor was not doing anything with his hands <laughs> yeah. or displaying anything. Basically, yeah, you like you sit against like an an angled seat, and then it angles down towards another angled pad that you put your knees on. And um, that's supposed to be better for your back. Yeah, because you're not like leaning back. It's you're not at as much of an angle. Like your your I, hips are. I feel like it's worse for your legs though. Yeah, it's, you're not actually putting the the weight on your legs. Um, that's more just like a stabilizing. Where's the weight go? On your butt. On your butt. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've been yeah. using one for seven years. Yeah. Really? Eight years, something like that, exclusively as my desk chair. Oh wow! I love it. Huh. Yeah, I remember trying yours out in Chicago, Tom, and I've wanted one ever since. And the other day, <laughs> I went to the thrift store. I was on my bike. The thrift store is two and a half miles away, and I was like, six bucks. I can't not so i had to i took my bike lock and like locked the thing to my bike's chair and walked it two and a half miles home that's a dedication <laughs> all right yeah you guys guys want to play a game yeah you know what yeah. i think i got a game for us to play honest to god i have no idea where the idea of this game came from but i think i followed the trevor school of game design i yes. came up with the title first <laughs> okay uh so this this game is called Are You Smarter Than an Assistance Animal? <laughs> so I've got some questions here for you guys about assistance animals in the US. So uh, oh, I did, boy. I did some research. It's interesting. Um, you guys ready? Yeah. I, I guess, yeah, let's yeah, do let's it. Let's get into it. 
we just all know the outcome. And no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. we're... Yep. <laughs> Nobody wins this game. We've accepted our fate. According to the current U.S. federal regulations, which of these three animals can be defined as a service animal for ADA purposes? Is it A, the Japanese macaque monkey, B, the scarlet macaw, or C, a miniature horse? So which of these is allowed? Is as, okay. allowed as a service animal. Well, it's not really a matter of, of, of can they. It's a matter of should they. I think a monkey would be too smart and can turn yeah. on you really quickly. Their, their personalities are yeah. intense. That happened to Malcolm in the sure. Middle, and I'll never forget But that it. also does mean that they're <laughs> more susceptible to training, I would think. Like, they, they get the ideas. Well, that's I what they would be that's... more susceptible to training, but then they would realize that, like, oh, wait. If I do this other thing, that works out better for me. Yeah, yeah, Connor. That's... So you're, you're you're saying that all macaques are selfish, is what you're. Is what you're <laughs> no, saying. no, no, Connor. I think all we're saying is that's what we thought robots were going to be like, and then you, you know you. Oh, see like what, monkeys. See what happens. Ro- robots <laughs> equals monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the. What, there was a bird, right? The macaw. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna the go with the macaw. macaw. Okay, Trevor's going macaw. I'm going to go with the macaque. The macaque, the macaque. You know what? I'm going to sweep the board. Let's do uh, let's do a donk. <laughs> That's one of them? Nope. Oh, God. What was it? It wasn't <laughs> a donkey? It was a no. miniature horse. Oh, it's the same thing, you guys. Go eat a bunch of butts. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, do, let's do a miniature horse. That's a really weird thing for somebody who got that question right to say to me. <laughs> yeah, guys, <laughs> eat a bunch of butts. The correct answer is miniature horse. <laughs> Current federal regulations exclude <sighs> all species of animal other than domesticated dogs and miniature horses as service animals. No shit. Huh. <laughs> so the only two things your, your service animal can officially be is a dog or a horse. Wow. Speaking of, uh, huh. speaking of service dogs... Service dogs can be used to help the blind and the deaf, but which of these is not a specific service task that dogs have been trained to do? Is it A, detect high or low blood sugar among diabetics, B, anticipate oncoming seizures, or C, recognize impending narcoleptic episodes? Which is not. Yes. Okay. Which one Two is... of these three dogs have been trained to do. Detect high or low blood sugar, uh, predict seizures, uh, predict narcolepsy. I'm going to go last because I'm pretty confident that I know this. I'm going to go second last because I'm second to most confident in this. I'm going to take a guess at blood sugar. Okay. Trevor's I going blood sugar. I think it's seizures. I'm pretty confident that it's C. I'm, I know that I've seen videos of a dog predicting a seizure. Yes, dogs' uh, incredible sense of smells allow them to predict seizures and low blood sugar or high blood sugar among diabetics. Damn. So that's a point to Connor. I thought, I thought seizures were, like, it just happened. Like, so and... uh, the dog's sense of smell uh, is strong enough that allows them to sense subtle shifts in things like blood sugar and the chemical buildups that lead to seizures. Uh, They've recently done studies to see if they can screen for COVID. Each dog did dozens of trials and had a success rate between 76 and 100%. 
Oh my god. Uh, accurate testing. Damn. Two dogs that had previously specialized in detecting colon cancer had a 100% success rate out of the 68 tests that they completed. The dogs were even able to detect false negative tests during testing. Two samples were collected from individuals who tested negative and were repeatedly marked by dogs as being positive. Uh, relevant hospitals were informed and subsequent test reveals that the in- individuals were in fact positive with COVID. Damn. Dogs wow. are amazing. Oh, you are know they? what? Uh, I was thinking of aneurysm. That just happens like that, right? That's not seizures. Can we do this over again? <laughs> no. Okay. I had to ask. Question number three. The International Assistance Animal Community has categorized three types of of assistance animals. I want you guys to name me two of the three. Categories? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a hint. I've already said it this game. A helper. I have my two answers. Connor, so I don't want you guys to take them. Fucking knowing things. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know that I'm right, but I just don't want you guys to take my answers. <laughs> All right, well. Can you repeat the question? All right, the International Assistance Animal Community has categorized three types of assistance animals. I want you to try and name me two of the three. All right. Um, are both of y'all uh, typing in? I'm just going to uh, say yep. mine. Yeah. Okay. I have sent it. Um, Give me a sec. And then, Tom, Tom, if you want to read all of ours before revealing the answer. Sure. Yeah, read. Oh, no, don't read them for it. I'll say mine first, and then you can read theirs. Um, okay. I'm imagining these are relatively broad categories. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> like, okay, so I'm going to just say um, uh, physical assistance and behavioral assistance. Okay. Is, so I, I don't. We'll I have like no basis of anything for this question. <laughs> yeah. And b- because there's only three, we can't get an example either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, Noel says physical assistance and behavioral assistance. Trevor has said service and assistance. <laughs> <laughs> and Connor put emotional support and seeing eye. Uh, uh, oh, that sounds really so good. So the answers are guiding animals, which are for uh, guiding of the blind. Uh, so it is broad. Hearing animals, which are for uh, signal for hearing impaired. Yeah, and service animals, which do work for persons with disabilities other than blindness or deafness which includes I got one. emotional support <laughs> hey so i got I'm one gonna too. give it to <laughs> no you so... said i got both I... Yeah, so connor got yeah. both oh fuck <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's two points to connor and one point to noel as we go into round four uh one subcategory of ser- service animals is the emotional support animal yeah. behavioral uh, assistance which... <laughs> Which of the following is not a requirement for an emotional support animal? A, the owner must have an emotional or mental disability as certified by a mental health professional. B, the animal must undergo a 12-week training and obtain a certificate declaring itself an emotional support animal. Or C, a letter must be issued by a psychiatrist, psychologist, or qualified mental health professional or physician denoting that the animal is an emotional support animal. Which one is not? Which one is not? Can you read the options quickly again? Sure. Um, The person has a mental or emotional disability. 
the animal has undergone training. Uh, the owner has a letter from a mental health professional saying that the animal is an official. Now, for A, is it, is it you say it was um, a mental disability recognized by anyone, or just, I have this? Uh, the owner must have an emotional or mental disability that is certified by a mental health professional. I'm going to say B. Trevor's going B. That's uh, training. Yeah. i going to go with the opposite. I know it's B. I don't know if it's A or C. And for that, I will go A. I actually, I believe that it is B. I'm pretty Motherfucker! Sure it's B. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's got to get is. training. The correct answer is B. Oh, yeah. Despite oh. their recognition as a subcategory of assistance animals, there's no training requ- requirement for emotional support animals. Emotional support animals are just... Animals, typical uh, typical animals that have no training beyond what is expected of them for the same type of animal. And as a result, emotional support animals uh, need not perform any tasks other than that of a pet of the same species would perform. Yeah, and I'm... may display unwanted behaviors such as defecating <laughs> or urinating in inappropriate places, growling and barking at people or biting them. Yeah. I think John Oliver registered like an emotional support camel. At one point, a, a friend of mine got her dog registered as an emotional support animal, and I remember her telling me that it was extremely easy to do. She was like, "I really, I literally just like I have, I'm diagnosed with anxiety. I don't need my dog for this, but I just want to take my dog places." <laughs> yes, dumb so... shy. I hate this show. This is a dumb, <laughs> dumb show. I, I just got to think of the exact opposite of what I'm thinking. So, <laughs> oh, I at, the end, at the end of four rounds, Stupid. Connor has three points. Noel and Trevor tie at one point each, which means Noel came in second. Hooray! <laughs> awesome. That's and so this has been great. Are You Smarter Than an Assistance Animal? <laughs> I am. I learned more in that game than in like any of the other ones we've played, than in like anything else that we've ever done. Yeah, any conversation that we've had. So up until 2010, monkeys were the third category of allowed uh, assistance animals. And then the U.S. government was like, no, that's too weird. Because they saw Malcolm in the middle, and it's terrifying. (laughs) I'm sure that's what it was. Exactly what it was. Uh, You guys want to jump into a break? Yeah, let's jump into a break. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right, you guys, it is time to reveal the answer to last week's theme between the lines. And we got an email from the email address, I am the real at gmail.com. <laughs> and they, they provided the right answer. So congratulations to the real Noel McGinnis. The correct answer to last week's theme between the lines, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, was it tuna? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Peanut butter and tuna? I've never had tuna that's extra crunchy there, Tom. <laughs> so I don't I actually don't remember the questions. I remember there was a question about bread and then there was yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter from Bojack Horseman and then jelly yeah. fish. Jellyfish. And what was the other one? Yeah, I've been uh, so the, the fourth one was buttered uh, bread. Yeah, buttered oh, bread. Buttered bread. Right. Dropped You're from right. a height of eight feet. And then there was the bonus question about the Seven Years' War, about which year the first treaty was signed. And it was 1762, which is the year that the Earl of Sandwich is credited with having created the sandwich. Okay. This real Noel McGinnis is, is, is sure, sure sm <laughs> smart, uh, smart cookie, because... Yeah. I think I got all those wrong. <laughs> I like I haven't gotten a theme right yet. Like I have not been able to guess any of them. I mean, granted, it's always like really? either media from all of you or my I mean, own. Trevor, I still have two points on the season, I'm pretty sure, so you're fine, <laughs> dude. Yeah, all right. yeah, you're doing all right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of media, though, what's uh, what, 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 what are we talking about? It is my week to do the Multimedia Minute. Wait, Trevor, and can I just say real, real quick, there's this documentary on Netflix called Seaspiracy, uh, and I'm really pissed on that uh, missed opportunity. They should have just called it Conspiracy with an A at the end. All right, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just so mad. I've been thinking about it all week, and I need to get it off my chest. Seaspiracy? Dumb. Do you feel better now? No, I'm still mad. I'm sorry. So it is my week to do a multimedia <laughs> minute. <laughs> I actually, Trevor, that was impressive. I thought you were frozen. I thought yeah. you were, <laughs> yeah. That was really impressive. I thought all you were frozen. <laughs> this week, I want to talk about one of my favorite comedians, Maria Bamford. I just got the opportunity to listen to her newest special, which came out in early 2020. The title is Weakness is the Brand. I'm not sure how... I, I don't want to just like talk about the special because it's hard to talk about a special without talking about just the jokes in it. Right. Um, <laughs> but she is just an incredible creator. She's done so, so many things and all of them are so, so great. But this new yeah. special is like in my top five favorite specials of all time. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Hmm. It is really, really good. I just found out that she is 50 years old and I had no idea. Yeah. Did not think she was that old. Yeah, I really I really like her work. The first time I think I saw her was when I was in college. Yeah, I've I've watched everything she's ever done. I think I, I discovered her in a like Comedy Central presents back in like yeah. uh, like 2005. Yeah. But uh one thing that I really really like is she does a lot of talking about mental health. She's been very, very public about her own issues with mental health. And at one point in this newest special, she she says something to the effect of like, you know, I, I make a lot of jokes about mental health and I was really struggling because I'm feeling really good right now. So like this new one, it's really, really funny and really well done, like all of the things are. But it's it's not as focused on mental health because uh, she's not in as dark of a place as she has been in the past, which is right. really great. It's um, good for her. Which is, it's also kind of interesting and like perfect casting because she always does talk about like anxiety and depression and stuff like that. The most recent season of Big Mouth, she portrayed the anxiety mosquito. Yeah. That was her? Yeah, that was her. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She does a lot of really great voice work. Huh. Yeah. yeah. She's Even phenomenal. in her stand up, she does a lot of great 
voice work and then like i i think in um adventure time she did like four or five different voices in bojack horseman yep. she was like four different characters wow um, i'm looking looking at her filmography right now she was in 69 episodes of adventure time nice she was in um nice. like 58 <laughs> episodes of cat dog you remember yeah. cat dog yeah i love cat dog she was also in hey arnold yeah Wow. Yeah, okay. she's been around and doing awesome stuff for a long, long time. So before this episode, I was not aware of her voice acting. All I knew her was just from, like, stand-up, and she had a brief show, Lady Di- Miss Dynamite? Lady Dynamite. Lady Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah. Incredible that's, show. That's where I got introduced uh, to her. And for me personally, like, it might have just been, like, a shitty time for me. It was like, it just seemed too in your face you know not to say that the show is bad but it, I, it's not really what i was expecting I, her style is kind of in your face um right it's very she's she's like weird her brand like the name of her special is weakness is the brand and it's her just be like her stage persona is kind of like meek but then she jumps into these characters that are like brash and in your face and then back into like her own person like talking it like she has full conversations with three or four people she she has a web series that is so so great it's called the maria bamford show and it was back in like 2008 she made it and it's a web series she was living with her parents and just a single shot of just her she made a whole web series with a whole bunch of different characters where she played all of them and like she didn't even do like clothing changes she just uses a different voice to be the different characters yeah and it's so so great yeah her character work is is always like super super impressive like she can she can do she can play like anything Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that she talks about mental health and the way she jumps on stage from to characters yeah. and stuff is almost like I don't know if in your face was is the way that I would describe it. I would describe it as almost manic. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you like you know it's just a lot of like bam, 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 bam. Like yeah, just all over the place. Yeah, be in a very different place at the end of a sentence than where you were when you started it like yeah and that's that's like how robin williams was like all of his stand-up shit was just like all over the place like you never knew like if he starts a (laughs) sentence you have no idea where he's gonna end it yeah yeah yeah. she's like a uh a toned down robin williams robin williams without the coke i never thought of it that way Yeah, (laughs) yeah okay i could see that now yeah uh she has another great web series called what's your ailment which she has famous guests on to talk about their mental health issues and the way that they're dealing with them. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. She's been a guest on a whole bunch of podcasts. Always, always a great conversation whenever she's on. Uh, so this newest special was on Netflix, you said? Uh, no, this one is not. This one, uh, you can go to her website, mariabamford.com. There's a, a few different ways to watch it. Or you can get it on Spotify. I listen to it on Spotify. Hmm. Cool. Uh, a few of her other specials, she did one, I think it was back in 2012, called the Special Special Special, <laughs> and it is an hour-long special that she performed from her living room for an audience of just her parents. <laughs> 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 and if you're familiar with her work, a lot of what she does is the voices of her parents having conversations with her. So she continues to do that, but then it cuts to them. And then one great thing at the end of that special, there's like a short interview with her parents and you realize that her voices that she does for her parents are spot on. Wow. (laughs) It's really awesome. I think that 
a lot of comedians are not even just touching on like this whole scourge of mental illness within that profession, but it's becoming more and more mainstream where it's being so normalized to just even talk about it. Like I know when, you know, some of the early stuff, like um, when Neil Brennan did his special three mics, mics, that was such an avant-garde sort of experience. And now it's just fucking talk about it whenever you want to talk about it. Like I just listened to this last, um, this American life and Gary Goldman was on it for the first 20 minute segment. And he was talking about how he, it wasn't with his sort of current depression. It was sort of rooting back to when his depression all started in high school and how he wa- mm. wanted to like, he was forced to be on the football team because he was so big and he was so good, yeah. but he hated it, but he felt like he had to keep going. And it, it was, yeah. it's so enlightening. So it's really nice to see a bunch of other people sort of either. Yeah. Uh, Gary Goldman. Or, yeah. He, he's another one. He talks about this in his, um, he had another. He has been come out around the same time, early 2020, called the Great Depression. Yeah, I think we mentioned and it once before on the show, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's so great, and it's it's him talking about like he got so depressed that he had to check himself in to a hospital, and like you know he spent a few months there. And uh, I'm trying to not like give away any of the jokes because I mean I can't do it better than Gary Goldman. But it's it's all about like de- his dealing with mental health. Um, you know, he grew up playing sports in the Massachusetts area, so that always connects with me as someone who grew up playing sports in the Massachusetts area. But as a person who didn't really want to, he thought it, like he had to. Yeah, it was his obligation. Yeah, yeah. And from what I remember, that special was a lot more eye-opening than it was true hilarity. But still, it was Gary Goldman. How can you not like it? I mean, yeah, he's 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 a treasure. He's so great. He's amazing. He's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, so is Maria Bamford. Um, she is. She is a true treasure. If you get the chance, look up any of her specials. Uh, the special 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 is on Netflix. There's another one. I was just watching it earlier with my girlfriend. It was my girlfriend's introduction to her. And we were like struggling to get through our meal because we we're <laughs> laughing so hard. Um, you shouldn't eat and watch comedy. That's bad, yeah. dude. <laughs> um, old Baby. Old Baby is the name of it. And it's another one. She, uh, it, it cuts from at the start. She's just in her bedroom looking at a mirror, like looking at the camera through a mirror just like rehearsing the comedy to herself. Then there's a cut and it's just her talking to her husband doing the stand up. Then all of a sudden she's like out in her front yard to a couple of friends. And then it cuts to like into a living room to a bigger group. And it slowly works its way up to her performing for like a whole huge crowd. That's cool. And huh. yeah. And it's also, it's just incredibly, incredibly well done. It's so funny. I really love it when stand up doesn't just start with like, Oh, and here's a guy walking out onto a stage. Yeah. yeah. They actually make like an opening. Yeah. Yeah. John Mulaney's, uh, like John Mulaney's good. <laughs> uh, does a really good job. Of talking that. To Eddie, Eddie Murphy, like his two big five. specials, uh, raw and delirious all have like, mm-hmm. both have big openings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah, I cannot stress enough. Maria Bamford, look up everything <clears throat> she's ever done. Go to mariabamford.com and she lists it all there. I was going to go and see her in Chicago in April of 2020, but we all know how that turned Ooh. out. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also Maria, if you, if if you're listening Maria and you ever and you want to be on your first ever award-winning podcast, just feel free to she's, feel she's free been to, on award-winning podcasts oh my god feel free please. to get into a time machine <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this is the most awards one 
podcast, so <laughs> feel free to just come on whenever you want. Open. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh my God, I, for, I almost forgot to mention, she did this thing for a little while. She would go on Twitter and find a person, a stranger, meet them in like a coffee shop and rehearse her jokes for them. God, I would love that. Wouldn't that be an incredible experience? And she, uh, I was listening, she was on Mike Birbiglia's podcast not too long ago. And she was talking about how, like, wonderful of an experience it was and how, like, she did a whole bunch of it and, like, only once did it ever, like, go a little bit sour. But even then, it was, like, just a, a bad personality mix. Right. Um, but, yeah, she's great. Definitely go check out everything that she's ever done. Word. Well, thank you, uh, Trevor, for such a magnificent minute. Magnificent minute of man. And what a wiener it was. all right uh so i suppose that is uh time for stump the expert Uh, yeah how you feeling about that connor i feel pretty okay i don't know we'll we'll see what happens but uh, i am the expert this week i chose a very Potter musical, which is all available on YouTube <laughs> and is hysterical. And did you guys watch all of it, or did you just like pick a random scene and like? So I watched the first three quarters of it. It was a long show. I wasn't expecting it to be. <laughs> when oh, Noel yeah, sent a, a message at five, <laughs> right? Be like, hey, do you have a little an hour to this? before the recording? <laughs> no, and yeah, and yeah, honestly, it's like before a full that. Show. Yeah. Noel was like, I read all the books, but I'm not finding the musical part. <laughs> um, no, but before that, I was not getting, like, the sound quality that I was listening to was just garbo, and I could not hear anything. So yeah. I was like, how the hell am I going to, you know, find a question for this? Yeah. This is my first time listening to it. I don't know how they got away with the licensing. I also, it was one of the funniest things think they did. I've seen yeah. it, in forever. It's hysterical. Yeah. But it's not like an official thing. Like they didn't charge money for it, so that's that. That's kind of. I'm pretty sure that's how they kind of got away yeah. with doing it's, it. It's it's clearly in the realm of parody. Yeah, yeah. it was just yeah. it was just a bunch of drama students at um, Michigan State, I believe, um, mm-hmm. that huh. just like threw it together. And this was their first one, and it was amazing and took off. And now they have their own like production company called Starcade Productions, and they've put out like a bunch of other musicals, and like they're all really fucking good. The other one that I strongly recommend to you guys is called Me and My Dick. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, the dude who played Voldemort in Harry Potter musical plays a dick. And that dick belongs to Joey Richter, who is the person who played uh, Ron in Harry Potter musical. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. And it's All great. Right. Uh, yeah, this, so, yeah. That sounds Holy pretty great. shit. This is so good. What, uh, what you guys got for me? I had a really hard time with this because I, I was having a hard time striking a balance between something that was like, oh, you're definitely going to know this, and there's no way in hell you're going to know this. Right. Yeah. So I've got I got mine here, if that sounds good. <laughs> it's all you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. So in the, in the musical, Malfoy says that he's planning to transfer schools next year. Where is he planning to transfer schools, and where is it located? Uh, it's pig farts, and it's on Mars. <laughs> yep. See, I went too easy. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Malfoy's character. She's oh, incredible. God, that was so fucking funny. 
Yeah, <laughs> she plans to go to Pig Farts. It's on Mars, and uh, that's where the name Star Kid Productions comes from because she makes fun of Harry Potter for having a rocket ship and calls him Star Kid Potter and Moon Shoes Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So all right. One. All right, Connor. <laughs> I think I think this one's gonna be tough. I think it's gonna be a little bit tougher than Tom's. Okay. According to Harry Potter, what is the point <laughs> of Spider-Man Three? Uh, so Spider-Man Three. Um, so yeah. So Spider-Man Three. The whole point is that it doesn't work out, and they can't be together, and everything goes to shit. And he doesn't want his life to be Spider-Man Three because he hates that movie. That's uh. I I. That's like very close to verbatim. He said everything goes. I know he says everything goes to shit. Because Spider-Man 1, the whole point is that they can't be together. Spider-Man 2, Jenny then responds that Spider-Man 2, the whole point of that was that they could be together. And then Spider-Man 3, everything goes to shit. I don't want my life to be like Spider-Man 3. I hated that movie. <laughs> yeah, I got to give that one to you. Fuck. Yes. Um, I'm nervous. That, that is the back and forth. It is... Um... Jenny says, but the point of Spider-Man 2 is that they are able to get be together. And he goes, yeah, but then the point of Spider-Man 3 is that everything sucks and falls to shit. Yep. <laughs> God damn. All right. Fuck. Oh, no. I'm so nervous. This is all on you, Noel. I swear to God. Yeah. If you... This would be the first oh, time. Right. who ad- admitted that he didn't finish watching it. This would be the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, in between... Uh, it's broken up into two parts. Or is it acts, scenes, two, two parts? acts, and then okay. like yeah, just so, parts. So um, between the first and the second acts, Ron's uh, wand takes a dramatic transformation. Uh, from what to what is Ron's wand? Um, so he starts out with the what he calls drumsticks, which I'm not sure if they actually use just regular drumsticks, but it's just like the regular wand. Uh, and then when they find the the sword of Godric Gryffindor, he uses that exclusively, until he gets the the Horcrux seeking medallion, and then he like waves that around. All right, I might have to deliberate. So from the f- the first half of the play, he used a chopstick from his Chinese takeout menu that he slipped in back into his robe. No, it's and, it's and then, that's, he's using his wand as a chopstick. I think I might have to give that to you. Yeah, no, he's using his wand okay. as a chopstick. It's not the other way around. But, okay, yeah. well... And then he gets the sword, and he's just waving it around like crazy. We have our first expert. Yeah, I gotta damn. say, we have our first expert. Yes. There we go. Fuck, I man. Really I thought... Oh, I was so sure he got... like, Because I don't remember him taking out his wand. I just remember putting his chopstick back in his robe. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, he pulls it out. Of, he pulls it out of his robes, then yeah. uses it as a chopstick, and then puts it back in. Yeah, and then the second one was the drumstick. He directly references why is it made out of drumstick or something like that. He's, he, when, they, when he gets the story, he's just like, every wizard should have one of these, not these stupid drumsticks. Who needs them? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, dude. How's it feel? God damn. I feel great. I feel yeah. awesome. <laughs> Now you get that is also by far the fastest we've ever gone yeah. through yeah. Stump the Expert. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. And so I, you get, what, like six points or some bullshit like that? Just one. one. Just one, oh, I guess. Oh. Also right. kept one from everybody here. Yeah. God damn that's, it. That's the big victory. Right. Uh, Connor managed to win his game, which this is the only <laughs> game that you can theoretically do. I, uh, I yeah. felt, like, pretty confident that you guys were going to ask me about, like, the snacks that he ate or, like... I was really afraid that you were going to get, like, 
pick one of the random songs and do like the lyrics because I don't know all of the lyrics to all of the songs. Just... Oh god damn it! That's <sighs> I was just like, no, that's he'll know all the lyrics to all of the songs. Yeah, exactly. You introduced it with I know all the lyrics to all the songs. <laughs> Did I say that? I think so. Oh, it's really well, weird. <laughs> well, I shouldn't have said that because I don't. I'm not really. You much... know what? Then it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's a wash. Nope. We'll do it again next nope. week. Nope. <laughs> it's weird. Like I'm not really. I I hate musicals, generally. The, this one definitely is an exception. But I I wasn't really sure where to come from on this. Like I was sort of put out of place because I wasn't sure if you were more act like. Yeah. Attuned to the music or to the the set or other yeah. things yeah. like it, it was weird so i had i had a question that i i sent and trevor was like that's way too hard oh wait no it's way too easy <laughs> no no, the, no. I, I said um it, it didn't have to do with stuff in the musical and you were fairly fairly oh, right. specific about what uh you wanted your question to be about but yeah. tom if you want to ask the question we'll see if he sure. has this answer do it up is it worth a, a, a bonus point no. no. You already won. You're the first winner, Connor. Jesus Christ. Calm yeah. it down, Mr. Pointy there... Pants. Okay, but if this was a question that was decided to be too hard. <laughs> Pointy Pants. All right. And then decided potentially too easy. There is one verse that is wildly considered to be a mistake and is no longer performed by the cast. What is the song in verse? Huh. Should have asked this one, Tom. <laughs> well, see, so here's the thing is that Tre Trevor has a point that this, uh, you know, the fact that they no longer perform it is something that you wouldn't know from watching the musical. I also didn't but think I that feel they like... continued to perform the, the show. I know they go to I know they go to like LeakyCon every year and they usually like play a couple songs. Yeah, they don't perform the entire musical. But when they do this song, they don't they skip one of the verses. Would you have allowed this, Connor? No, because it is like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Fair enough. I, d I don't know. What is it? It's the Cho Chang verse. Oh, from, yeah. Which is fucking of super racist. Bok Choi Chang. So bad. <laughs> I can very much see an argument for not doing it. Yeah, yeah. so they were like, yeah, it's pretty I'm racist. So in love and then they. With Cho Chang. As traditional Oriental music plays, no one knows whether she's Korean, Taiwanese, Chinese, or Japanese. Or from uh, Georgia. The, the state. Yeah. The state right. of Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, apparently the, the actress that they cast as Cho, they had originally cast the actress who plays Lavender, and they were right. like, no, let's switch them, because that's a funny gag. <laughs> and the actress who plays Cho is just like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. We should, <laughs> like, I took, I took a better role away from an actual person of color <laughs> yeah. for the sake of, like, a one-line one. gag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Uh, Still a great musical. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's excellent. Uh, Noel, I strongly recommend you finish it. Um, oh, I will. Yeah. Voldemort, Voldemort, and Ron for me are like just the, the best thing that's ever happened. Like just, <laughs> just Ron. Ron is hysterical. He like he like steals the show. Yeah, um, I loved. Um... <laughs> but the relationship between Quirrell and Voldemort is just when like... they first came out. Oh my god. Yeah. I could not contain myself. Yep. <laughs> Uh, are the other uh, productions that they have are is the sound quality better on their YouTube channel for those? Yeah, it do, it does get better. I had a real tough time. It's not great. It's not great, but it's also yeah. like this was this I don't know. When, yeah, when it wasn't was intended like to be or something like that. Yeah, I think. And it's just nine. like somebody filming in the audience. So right. But the I think the rest of them they they kept that in mind because they definitely do get better. 
there is a sequel, a very Potter sequel that is also incredible. And the yeah. dude who plays Voldemort plays Dolores Umbridge, and it's <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just can't wait for a very Potter Christmas. <laughs> All right. Well, next week, none of us are going to be the expert, but we are going to have something very special. So you don't want to miss next week. Don't change that um, dial. Yeah, it's gonna keep it great. tuned to the well, Never you, Games you, for a week. You've got a week, week. To, to change the dial. Just make sure you change, <laughs> change it back. Replay no. this episode over <laughs> yeah. and over and over get a, get and over. Get our listens up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do you guys want to jump into some fake ads? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, let's do a fake right, ad. Sure. This week's episode is brought to you by Whiskey. Um, if you're not careful, you can spend $600 on it on several different <laughs> types. Because why only have one? Have four. Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy $150 bottles of whiskey there, Connor? I bought $600 worth of uh, liquor and such for a home bar. <laughs> but more than four bottles, I hope. Oh, yeah. There's a picture oh, that okay. I sent to the to the group. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of stuff. You guys, 2020 was hard on everyone. But 2021 has been the hardest on the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> so we're asking you to help us out. Do you want to play? Call us. If you've ever played <laughs> hockey before, no, not even. If you've ever been on skates, no. If you've ever owned rollerblades, call us. Yes, Please. I can do this. <laughs> do you want Jeff Skinner? We will give him to you for like nothing. He'd be perfect for your men's league team as long as it's like C level or lower. <laughs> we taught we taught Jack Eichel to make balloon animals, and we've made more money from children's parties than ticket sales this year. <laughs> do you want jack i will give him to you for like a first round pick in your next fantasy football draft and we will use that pick on josh allen you can help us out by just buying a ticket to a game they're like eight dollars and you don't even need to come in fact we recommend that you don't come the only people that show up anymore are flyers fans trying to make themselves feel better <laughs> the buffalo sabers please make it stop <laughs> This reminded me of that time where, Trevor, you tried to make me join the JV hockey team when I was, like, a senior. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you don't even know, you don't even uh, need to know how to skate. All you got to do is just stand there and punch people. <laughs> and I strongly considered it. Should have done it. I should have done it. Well, today's episode of The Never Games is also brought to you by Stickerbox Studios' newest podcast hit, Wheel of Trevor's <laughs> tune in each week to see celebrity guests play the latest greatest game show simply spin the wheel of Trevor's collect Trevor's advance your Trevor along the Trevor track to Trevor Mountain make it to the top to claim the, tre the Trevor trove but watch out the evil Trevor is lurking around the corner waiting to ambush your Trevor and steal all of your Trevor's that's wheel of Trevor's coming soon to sticker box studios <laughs> The phrase Trevor Trove like punched me yeah. in the stomach, stole my wallet, and left me for dead. Oh my god. I mean my favorite version of Trevor is whenever Maria Banford does it, but still, like that that was exhausting to listen to. Uh, the Never Games is also brought to you by Lumber Liquidators and their new high fiber juicer. Hey contractors <laughs> and handyman. 
Uh, we all have this problem. When you're done with a project, you always have these leftover two-by-fours. You're not really sure what to do with them. You already made your stepkids a treehouse, and you're all out of ideas. Lumber Liquidators <laughs> has a new solution, introducing the first of its kind, the Gladiator 6 High-Fiber Juicer. All you have to do is insert various beams and boards of various sizes and plies, and out comes a refreshing tonic that quenches the thirst of even the parchiest of throats. It's safe, <laughs> delicious, and it comes from a nutritious superfood found in the heart of the Amazon rainforest. Wood! Lumber liquidators. <laughs> we put the heart in your wood. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what is that slogan? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Thank you, everyone, very much for tuning in to another wonderful episode of the Never Games we had a lot of fun. I hope you had as much fun listening to it. Um, if you did, you can always like, subscribe, share, rate, uh, review, anything uh, to do to get us higher up on that podcasting uh, rankings board. Uh, please, please, please. It is the best way to help us out. You can also reach out to us uh, if you want to give us a shout. Uh, you can hit us up on most social media at the underscore never underscore games. Uh, reach out to us by email at hello at thenevergames.com. Or if you really want to pick up that phone and give us a dial, our phone number here is 406-GAMES24. That's 406-426-3724. And if you're a big fan, find us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thenevergames. Uh, all of the money is going to go towards... The, the Trevor Trove. New acts um, for, uh, for NeverCon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the money earned on our Patreon is going to go and pay uh, Fred Durst for his appearance <laughs> <laughs> at this year's NeverCon 2021. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> All this information that we just uh, sort of spoke at you uh, can be found on our website. That website would be thenevergames.com. There's also some bonus content on there. You've got uh, all of our dating profiles. Uh, you can also find all of the music uh, that's used in this and every other episode. That music is done by a band called Good Damn It. That is Noel on the drums and Trevor on the all of the other stuffs. Uh, thank you once again for listening to this episode of The Never Games. Uh, and once again, we uh, urge you to listen to next week. We have a couple surprises up our sleeves. You definitely don't want to miss it. It's going to be amazing. My name has been and will always be Noel McGinnis. I am Trevor Kelly, at least for now. My name is Tom O'Brien, as far as you know. I am Connor Provost. Good night, sweethearts. And this has been The Never Games, and we play games. Almost Frienders. Never. <laughs> this has been a Stickerbox Studios production.
pointy pants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, then, and then decided potentially to.